0: We are live. We are live. We are live. We are live. It's the hundredth and ninetieth episode of the Mina's House Podcast. I mean to say what? I'm Shana B.
1: Dex Stucky,
0: and Garnett Briscoe is living his best life in Florida. Mm. And we are back. We had to take a little hiatus because a lot was going on in our lives. We are yep. calling this season shedding season. Everyone is shedding old layers. We're transitioning into new jobs, new marriages, new careers. You know, there's a lot going on. Dexter is married now. Congratulations. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, show your plane <laughs> Right. Let's see it. Wow. Yeah. She did
1: really well with this little ring here.
0: <laughs> we got a married man on the podcast. He mm-hmm. jumped the broom. <laughs> How's it feel? It feels good. I
1: I I almost feel like I was supposed to always be married. Like, like, like I know how people like I don't think I did well single, to be honest with you. I mean, I did it. I did what I had to do. But like just being married, I just feel different now. I feel like I feel like I have a purpose now almost.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. What is your purpose? It's just just,
1: even when we're doing like simple things like going to the grocery store and stuff like that. Like I feel like it's not just you're living with and for someone else now. And it just is so much more important than just for me than just being by yourself. I get it now when they say like a man is supposed to find a wife. And I don't think women probably feel the exact same way. But I think there's something that kind of unlocks in a man when he gets married that it just it just feels different. Mm
2: -hmm. Look
0: at you. How do I unlock it in me, Dexter?
1: (laughs) I think it's something different with women. Like, that's why I think that that's why, like, in the Bible, when they're like, you know, a man finds a wife and stuff like that. Like, I get that stuff now. And I used to always be like, well, women can find husbands and other women. But it's just I don't know. It's something different that, like, happens when, like, a man finds a wife, I think.
0: So how has your life changed? Is it like you want to give her more? Like, I don't. Has something
2: changed? I feel like something has changed. Well, remember,
1: we didn't live together. So that changed. (laughs) Right, right. That's big.
2: It's like,
1: like, initially, like, I was never nervous about it. Then people were talking to me about it. And they're like, "Damn, should I be nervous? But it's like the best thing in the world. It's like, and I know this sounds cliche and so corny, but like, it's literally like, like grade school or college or whatever when you hang out with your like best friend all day long and then you guys get to sleep in the same bed with each other and wake up with other. Each I each.
2: didn't do that in grade school <laughs> you know how like you know how like in grade Dang. school
1: you have, these, you have these friends and it's like oh I have to go home and I'll see you tomorrow it's like you don't have to do that anymore like you're right. always with this person and it's well I mean we, we're only about three days in so I don't know but like it's so far it's good I love it
0: I think, though, your excitement also comes from the fact that you have not lived together. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think because you guys waited to do that, it's like an exciting thing of like, I love you. You're my wife. We're married. And now we live together. Like, I think yeah. that's why you had yeah. that excitement. It kind of makes me feel like maybe I want to wait, but I'm difficult to live with. So I feel like <laughs> I got to I got to
2: try it out first. You know, and make sure they are right with it. Right. Yes. <laughs> Cause, mm-mm.
0: well, I'm happy for you, Dexter. You you sound and look so happy. You're glowing. You're Jesus. <laughs> Is the man weaving? Let's see it.
1: Oh no, I took it out and it looks crazy now. It's, it's giving George Jefferson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dexter is shedding his single life. So what are you shedding, Shayna? Because we ha- we haven't spoken for like may, over a week, maybe two weeks now. And I feel like there's been a lot of changes
2: in all our lives. Um, I don't think I had that big of a change in my life over the last two weeks. I was like, I had a new job. You got a new job. Yes, you did. But that's not been in the last two weeks. Like we talked about the new job. The new job yeah. is ever evolving and it's changing and it's really good. I mean, now my niece is getting married. That is a new thing. Well, that's not new in the last two weeks, but it's like really happening. Like and there's a date set
1: yesterday you posted about your accident which I didn't know about and I don't think people know about so I think you're way more vulnerable now than since I've known you you're definitely more vulnerable now and like that was really inspiring reading that yesterday
2: oh thank you yes I did talk (laughs) about it last year I was in an accident and I didn't talk much about it in the accident and I just was using that as because we have stuff that has happened in life and we feel like why is this happening like why is this accident happening and it really Put me in a better position health wise i think it made me think a little bit more about life in a different way but again it was like really a blessing in disguise and then i wound up getting the same car that i wanted with a sunroof and a lower car note so <laughs> hello won't he yes.
0: <laughs> so shayna is on her healthy uh, she, uh you know that was a scary time shayna and i had conversations and um it's almost like sometimes when bad stuff happens to you, it's almost like it's a blessing somehow because mm-hmm. Shayna would have never found out about this other health situation mm-hmm. had she not got into this car accident and they were doing all these MRIs and CAT scans and stuff like that. And you've like changed your life. So you're shedding too, girl. Even if it's not yeah. in the last two
2: weeks, it's yeah, happening.
0: Yeah. So I got like a new job, but I had the job already. It's kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> but I have a new shift on in Philly for people who are not in Philly I was already on 100.3 uh the station's called RB. and I used to do middays but then my schedule got shifted and I went to weekends and now six seven months after they moved me to weekends they moved me back to middays. And yeah. for
1: those who don't know, middays is for me, from a sales perspective, middays is very, and it's an in demand like situation. So like, this is, this is really
2: big.
0: Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So it's yeah. 9.00 AM to 2.00 PM. And then I'm still on Sirius XM 6.00 PM on. So I basically I'm
2: on air all day. all day. <laughs> yeah.
0: So It's funny because my body I've learned throughout like, throughout my life that I don't really you know how some people get stressed out and they get snappy and they got attitude and, you know, like everybody handles stress differently. I don't get that. And I I always thought I never got stressed right when I was younger because I didn't know what stress felt like. Right. But now that I'm older, I feel like I carry stress in my body and I'm like Mm -hmm. learning that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I might not snap or get headaches or get crazy or however other people manifest stress. But my body starts doing like weird things where I that's how I know I'm stressed. So I literally feel right now like my body is telling me you're stressed because I'm trying to adjust back Mm -hmm. to doing two shifts. So I'm in this space where like it's about self-care. You know what I'm saying? Like, what can I add to my life that I don't have to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and my body so that I'm not stressing myself out because I have this this thing on my plate? And it's not like it's too much. It's just a a, a shift, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to shift my schedule. I have to shift, you know, my sleep patterns and things like that. And obviously mm-hmm. when you're changing that, that puts stress on your body. So I'm like, since it's pretty brand new, like I've only been doing this shift. Today was my fourth day. My body's still starting to catch up. Like, girl, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. We was used to sleeping in to like 11. Like what's happening? So I'm I'm in that state right now where I'm trying to go back to some of the old things that I used to do when I had two shifts before, which is like, get a massage daily, take baths, you know, like soak in Epsom salt, like little things I used to do to help my body kind of relieve the pressure that I'm under. Mm -hmm. I'm like back to doing that. So that's what I've been doing this week. Mm -hmm. So Garnett's actually a whole real estate agent now, like Mm -hmm. a whole one, a whole one, like showing houses, And he's in Florida living his best life. So good for him. Um, But look, let's hop into what's in our feed. There's a lot that's been going on, especially with like cancel culture and the baby. I feel like the baby saga has kind of been like dragging on forever. And there's this conversation about cancel culture. Like, is it too much? Do people deserve to be canceled? Do they deserve to have another shot? Should it be more like a conversation when people mess up or um you know, is cancel culture very much needed? Like everybody's having different conversations about it because people are still very much going in on the baby
2: companies and things like that. What are your thoughts on cancel culture? I think really is all of the above that you just said. I think, yes, do people deserve second chances? Of course they do. I do think, though, some people need to be evaluated. And I don't know about cancel, but you need to be called out. Like, you do need to be held accountable for your actions. At the end of the day, I feel like the situation with the baby, you know, it was probably, and I feel like this happens in life there's other things that he's done and we've talked about on this pod that I feel like should have really been looked at and evaluated, you know, when him being canceled. And this was like one of those small things. And this is those lessons too. When you be like, karma, come back or goggle and get them in the way. <laughs> right. But really? It was like at a show, there was no need for him to even do that. And he did it. And it's like, and it wound up here, but then, you know, like I'm talking to people and they're like, let's not forget when he kicked the girl in the face or when he did this or when he, and I'm like, Right. There have been so many things that really led to this moment that I feel like people ignored because he was hot. The fact that he actually murdered somebody, regardless of whether they claim it was attempted robbery, any he, and he raps, any raps about it, like he brags right. about it. Right. Like I'm like, so I don't know that this is so bad that there is a larger eye and scope put on him because I feel like. It almost was like building that he was going to get away with so much that he felt that and would keep doing things that would probably, I I mean, I don't know what gets worse than like attempted murder. And again, I don't know the details. He claims it was attempted robbery. The victim's family says it's not, but the person is not, no longer here. Yeah. So I just feel like, in his case, he needs to be held accountable. And sometimes you do have to be caught off guard by the thing that you didn't think because you're so on your high horse of doing whatever you want to do. But I do feel like there's other people that I want to get canceled that don't be getting canceled and need to be called out on their stuff. <laughs> and that just don't be happening.
1: I literally think the last time I was on the show before we took like some breaks and stuff like that, we talked about the baby and the situation with him um, not giving the kids the money and stuff like that. And granted, that wasn't as crazy as this, but it's like, consistently this man has been doing crazy things and it's just like, okay, somebody needs to do or say something. So like, I don't think that people are wrong for this. I do. However, feel like this is giving the black squares. Remember when everybody put those black squares out for Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter? Like, Mm -hmm. it's giving me a little bit of that. And I don't like that. (laughs) Like like, Because the baby's been doing crazy stuff before. And we've talked about it here. And we've, like, called him out on it or whatever. But these corporations and these artists that do music with him, they weren't saying anything. Now, all of a sudden, you guys are like, oh, well, we can't touch that no more. And it's just like, come on. (laughs) Like, it just seems (laughs) like everybody's, like, following the leader at this point.
0: Well, you know what? I said this on air. I said that I do think that cancel culture goes a little bit too far. Like, I think it went too far with the Nick Cannon situation. Like Nick has never done anything bad in his life. Like, And he does this one thing and he says this one thing. And I felt like, you know, all the companies canceling him. I just felt like that was a little bit too far but i don't think it's too far with the baby i have no sympathy for him um you know and and i said this on air i said you know cancel culture can get a little bit deep but some people need to be called out on it and if you're going to have this conversation regarding you know um cancel culture being too much or you know being too aggressive or being too in your face it can't revolve around the baby it cannot revolve around this particular situation cuz this man literally shows no remorse for what he said for the people who he's hurt put up a fake apology and then offended more people put up another fake apology that written by a PR person and then took it down like this guy needs to be held accountable in this particular situation has brought out so much homophobia, like even in my personal life, some of the men in my life talking about him and comparing him to little Nas X and like the homophobia that people in my life, my friends, my male friends are exhibiting because now they feel like it's okay because the baby said something or he has the right to his opinion. Or how is this different from little Nas X? Little Nas X is not preaching Stereotypes like malicious stereotypes, ignorant stereotypes. He's not putting other people down, he's just being free. Yeah. This is different. The baby is putting literally people down, you know, that have HIV, that have AIDS, saying, you know, a negative connotation about people that choose to have sex with sexual intercourse with another man. Like that's real negative. That is not any comparison to what little Nas ex is doing. He was like Uh, And one of my friends was like, oh, well, little Nas X slid down the pole to twerk on the devil. You don't think that's, you know, a cause to be canceled or, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, if he wants to go (laughs) to hell and twerk on the devil, that's his prerogative. But he's not telling someone else what is wrong with
2: them and what they're doing in their life. Right. He's, he's in, the thing is, and it's, it's a shame for him to say that your friend, when he said that, like he's the first, like really, really, uh, you know homosexual artists that's out there like that so it's like but you ain't had no problem when Nelly and them was doing tip drill and they were swiping credit cards damn girls cr- butt cracks <laughs> like, but that's okay but he can't be open about his sexuality I'm well, there was no issue with Nelly swiping the credit card either though we cannot go we're not going <laughs> to attack Nelly though Like that was okay. no no I'm just saying like <laughs> you kidding. can't if he if if Nelly and I'm just saying Nelly as an example but if we let all of the heterosexual rappers or artists be yes. open about their sexuality and do these kind of like wild things at award shows you can't be mad at at the first like openly gay artist for doing the same thing and say that that's similar to what the baby did. That is not even, it's not even the same ballpark. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, and I, I don't the think mind- there's
1: a comparison either. Like, why are you comparing like what why would you ever need to compare the baby to little my sex? Like wh- where? They didn't do a song together. They they're not the same person. Like, why are you comparing the two of them?
0: I'm just telling you the Pandora's box has been open with some of the, the males in my life that feel like this is giving them an opportunity to exhibit their homophobia. And I straight up call them out and say, you know, you're homophobic, sir. Okay. Like you, okay it sounds like and then it's like oh no like it's funny when you call someone out on what they oh no I'm not homophobic and I'm like you just said being gay is wrong that's very homophobic sir oh no like when you title it it's like people get so offended like no no that's not me and it's like (laughs) yeah that's what you just said so it's like I feel like he's literally given people the opportunity to be homophobic and I don't think people are aware that they're being homophobic and it's like yeah i think that people need to understand the severity of what he said and and i think people need to understand like if you say if you think what he thinks and say that understand that that's the kind of response that you're gonna get because that's how seriously offensive it was what he said yeah you know but i mean it it i just i'm i'm with cancel culture on this i'm like
2: Sitting there We're watching Jackson's account at the comeback from the grave and tweet the baby and said, shaman, look you at the in the mirror. <laughs> I knew I knew at that point he had done wrong. <laughs> look, and then he took down
0: the apology, he just keeps digging the hole, digging the hole, digging the hole. Like, and look, my whole thing is: if you feel this way, if you have this hate in your heart for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying nothing is going to change that, right? Yeah. But when you have the power of the microphone and you're talking to millions and thousands of people, this this hatred, it, it just, you can't say it.
1: Now, I will say, though, I do wish that he got the Nick Cannon treatment, though. Like, in the sense of when Nick Cannon had his situation, which was wrong, like what he said was wrong to people, like they felt, like, offended the Jewish by Jewish
0: community, him. yeah. The Jewish community,
1: yeah. They rallied behind him, in a sense, and kind of, like, taught him like you're wrong for doing this 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 and this i i would like though for like the gay community to cut to to educate him because i feel like when you get to this point and you're canceling people and you're taking money out of their pocket I don't think that helps long term with the person changing their ways. Like he's going to be homophobic more now because of this. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to be
2: open to that. Like, again, to me, the situation does. about Nick yes. and his character, Nick was open to being like, OK, educate me. I don't think the baby is there again. He took down his apology that was definitely written by a PR company because we saw what he did days before. So I, the person has to be open to that as well. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and, And that's the that's the thing with the baby, you know, I mean, I believe in second chances, but you have to be willing to learn. And understand that your thought process is wrong and I don't think he thinks his thought process was wrong and it was clear in how he tried to the rhetoric that he tried to use to justify what he said and then even just the deleting of the post I mean that speaks volumes Mm -hmm. and you know many gay and LGBTQIA organizations have said hey we're willing to educate you we're willing to do this but Based off his track record (laughs) and the things that we've seen him do, we've seen him pistol whip a man. Remember he beat the guy, the promoter up and threw something at him and took his iPhone. You know, um, the little boys talk about, I'm teaching you a lesson. I think he is a product of, uh, you know, a certain kind of upbringing and I don't see him being open to, to this. I don't. And, you know, and to be honest, if he did, I I would think it's highly just it's fake. I agree. You know, I I don't I just wouldn't trust it just because of how long it's taken him to get through this and even just release the correct apology. Right. Or later days later to take it down.
1: And also, what's wrong with sucking dick in the parking lot? If somebody wants to give a <laughs> little in the parking lot, let them joke it. Why are you mad at them? I'm like, what's
0: wrong with you? I mean, if he was getting head in the parking lot, That's he wouldn't care. Right, exactly. Like, it's this double standard. Let people do what makes them happy. And, like, the men that I spoke to are like, but the kids. And I'm like, if your son is gay, he going to be gay, whether you tell him not to be gay or not. <laughs> right. What is wrong? Like, I just don't understand. I don't understand. I don't. I was telling my one friend, I said, I play basketball for years of my life. I've been around lesbians so many times. I've seen naked women never a day in my life. Just because I've seen naked women, I've seen lesbians. I play basketball with lesbians. You know what I'm saying? Never a day in my life have I been attracted to women. I've right. never kissed a woman. I've never looked at her and be like, "Ooh, look at them titties. Like I don't you know, because I don't have that in me. Like I'm not bisexual. I'm not gay. I'm not curious. There's nothing. So it's like me being in that environment where all these gay women that play basketball did nothing for me because th- that's not in me. That's not who I am. That's not you know, that's not my sexuality. So it's like I was trying to tell my one friend, like I, I brought you, you. I think some people can be curious. You know, I think that is a real thing. But for you to for you to say curiosity, I think, goes in the bisexual field. Right. For Mm. you to say you're gay, that means you only want this the same sex. It's going to take you a long time to get to that place. You know, so when someone comes out and says, I'm gay, it's it's that's it. They're gay. (laughs) They're not bisexual. They're gay. That's it. Like they've made their decision. They've identified the others. The, uh, the opposite sex is not appealing to them. That's it. Yeah. So it's like I just I don't understand it. But and I don't think there's anything wrong in this particular situation with cancel culture. Some people need to feel the wrath so they can understand the pain, mm-hmm. you know, and not like they're going to learn. Right. I don't think the baby I don't I, I, I'm being very pessimistic. But I don't think he's in a space where he's willing to learn and be educated. No. Right. No. So, OK, maybe you don't want to learn. Maybe you want to think this way and you want to spread this homophobic rhetoric. That's on you. But understand that if you do it again, this is the backlash that you're going to get. So keep your nasty comments to yourself. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all.
2: Right. Sorry. I heard that you gave it to me. <laughs>
0: You it to it to i'm snack. just saying i've been having these conversations i don't know why people think i'm like the baby 411 you know like yeah. all the guys in my life are having this these conversations and you know they have this homophobia in them and i don't think they're aware and like i'm
1: glad that you call it out too because a lot of people don't
2: yeah
0: well i mean the things that they're saying sounds super homophobic and unfair to me i'm like how about if so i say that to you that-
1: because they're used to saying that to their friends. That's why. And their friends are like accepting of it. So it's good that somebody's like, no, nah, there's a and look,
0: there. you want to be homophobic, that's on you, but understand that's what you are. <laughs> you right. know, like they Embrace say these it. crazy things and they say, No, I'm not homophobic. Like what you just said is the epitome of homophobia, sir. <laughs> like,
2: right.
0: It's like the racist, like the Karen's, like Karen. You're being racist, and the second you use the R word, it's almost like it scares them, and it's like no, no. I'm not a bad person,
2: right? (laughs) You're not. You're just racist, which is what. Right. (laughs) Have to say.
0: (laughs) All right, so we've been talking about shedding our lives, and you know, um, particularly self care, and you know, all of that. I found it really interesting that Beyonce has actually really opened up on the cover of Harper's Bazaar, talking about her personal life and summer you know, her, her anxieties and, you know, Beyonce is like perfection. Right. So for her to say she has trouble sleeping, you know, is like, what Beyonce has a problem or like, she has problems with like inflammation or, or, you know, body aches and she uses hemp and she wants a hemp farm. And I'm like, what Beyonce uses hemp? Like, you know, or for her to say like, you know, when she was young, she strained her voice so much that she, you know, she needed to like rest Mm -hmm. like we've never heard of Beyonce's trials and tribulations right Right. so she said in this article you you haven't seen this side of me or haven't been open about certain things that I've struggled with because I didn't want to you know I'm I don't have to divulge all my life I give you what I want to give you I show you what I want to show you what did you guys think of this article and does it kind of like I feel like I've changed how I see Beyonce a little bit From this article, did that happen for you guys as well?
2: I don't think it changed it. I think, I mean, I appreciated her saying it, but I think after, what was it, the Lemonade album? I thought differently about Beyonce then, like, oh, she's showing us, like, she here with us. So, I I mean, I appreciated it. It didn't change it, but I did appreciate it, especially because I do think so many women and even young artists and other athletes and all these women that look up to her, I think it was almost even more for them than it was for us to be like, you know, they're on this level and level of stardom and fame and these things and these pressures. And it's like, I go through stuff too. Like, and I think it was also a lesson about kind of how you protect that in that, in that celebrity world. And, you know, be careful about what you're putting out there and what you you do feed into the public and feeding only what you want to feed to them. But, you know, I was, I was appreciative of her vulnerability, but you know, I love her. So.
1: You know, I like Beyonce, but I'm not afraid to call her out when I think she'd be lying, because she lies a lot. I, I mean, like, I don't believe that. Like, if the Eliminator album I still think was bullshit, like, I just don't believe it. I don't, I don't believe it. Because if you think about it, if... Think about it with this article. Beyonce is telling you literally, like, I don't like to put my business out there. I can't even tell y'all that I don't go to sleep so far with so But I'm gonna tell y'all my man cheated on me. Come on, like you know well, a-
2: elevator incident had happened and it was beyond. Well, why should you tell you
1: about the elevator incident then? <laughs> why should <laughs> you still explain that?
0: So but you don't want to know about her sleep apnea. You want to learn about the cheat, you want to know about the cheating. I like
1: to know the truth about what's really going <laughs> on over there.
0: But like overall, though, reading that
1: article was like it's kind of like interesting because. I feel like this is with you guys too, to be honest with you. There are certain things that y'all will post and I think I know y'all pretty well but there are certain things that y'all will post specifically you Shana yesterday and I'm like damn, like this is really opening up. This person is really opening up and not just to me, but to everybody. And like, I always respect that. I always think it's cool to see people give like uh, an inside look in their life. So like when she did that, I'm like, I love it. I liked it. This is necessary. I just wish that she would kind of do more of it in a sense, because everybody's obsessed with you, but you really give us nothing. (laughs) Like, and i nothing until you got something to promote and I was like this is great Beyonce just out here talking to Harper's Bazaar she don't got nothing to promote and my Beyonce was like oh I'm sorry my wife was like um I'm about to buy Beyonce's new um Ivy Park um, Ivy Park stuff and I said she putting out something she said yes yeah.
2: No, but listen, she been playing out Ivy Park all summer. So it's okay. just another drop. It's not it's not for the drop. She be I feel like it's on. different.
0: I feel like this one's different. She Hold has on. like the whole rodeo Houston
2: yeah. theme. It is. I just feel like it's different. And I didn't realize this, but Beyonce's turning 40. I realized it because I was like, I keep forgetting that she a little bit younger than me I'm y'all like, so in my life. Like, I was like, oh, wait, for a minute, I thought she was older than me. And then I'm like, oh, wait, she a couple months younger than me. And then it made me have to feel sad about my life when she was like my 30s was about. I'm like, OK, I'm still trying to do that. <laughs> I'm still trying to catch up there, baby. I didn't so realize Beyonce really did did, like, did like did turned
1: you really gonna pretend like Beyonce 39 years old. Y'all gonna do that with a straight face. So Beyonce and Christina yes. are on the same age. Y'all, oh my god.
2: 9481. Okay. You believe that? Yes. <laughs>
1: okay, I'm gonna start lying about my age too, since y'all believe anything. Like it ain't no way Beyonce.
2: <laughs> so how old do you think Beyonce is? 42. She's forty two. Forty two. Seventy nine. does it matter if she's thirty nine versus 42? You tell me. You tell me. Why does
0: she have to put the different age out there? She's well. If she
2: did lie. There ain't no way you can go back now, so it would be too late. And she might be forty five. She might be close to Jay Z's. Cause Jay Z's like, wait a
1: second, how are we telling you? You know, Jay Z is 50? close to fifty. Yeah, but how he like? We telling people I'm fifty, but you're gonna be. 39 come on come
0: on (laughs) jay-z is 50 yeah jay-z is 50 you know what's crazy i was i was thinking about i was talking on the radio about young miami allegedly dating diddy i'm like he's 50 years old i I just cannot i cannot put it together like it doesn't work in my head (laughs)
1: Well, for me, Young Miami can do whatever, and she can do no wrong. So if she wants to date a fifty-year-old. Like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. If she wants to date a fifty-year-old, then that's fine. That's cool. She, that girl, can do no wrong. Like she's perfect. Oh I, my I, god, I, I you them.
2: like Young Miami? That girl is hilarious.
1: And Sweetie, they can do no wrong.
2: She's twenty-seven. It's really young. I mean, he's 51. fifty-one. Yeah. Oh, Quincy and Justin. They gotta be like her age. Yeah.
1: That's not, look, that's not her problem. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: cannot.
0: I I cannot wrap my head around it. I, I Unless I just can't it. even see the. Wait, oh my God, Quincy is oh, older than Young Miami. He's thirty. His well, son is older to, than his
2: girlfriend. Okay. Well, he's not trying to date his son. He's dating somebody. I'm like, I, I mean, men do date younger women. I think I'm just more like I can't see. Th- I mean, we see pictures of them together, but I'm like. What are their conversations like? And I'm not like, it's just, again, the age difference and and the lifestyle. Like, Diddy's been in his lifestyle for so, so I, I don't know. It's just that one I did not see coming.
1: And Diddy's another one. Diddy's like, for me, like, he's like my male young Miami. Diddy can do no wrong. He can do whatever he wants to do and yeah, I, I don't have an issue with. I I That's my boy. Like, no issues. <laughs> you can do whatever you want.
0: I had an issue with the Lori Harvey. She's younger than young Miami. <laughs> She's by herself, too. Like, music. look, have you seen her? what have you seen her i don't know her i know i haven't seen her <laughs> well look at a picture of that woman He's, oh have i seen I, a picture <laughs> i don't
1: got no issues with him dating her either i'm good with it
2: <laughs> well the issue was that she had dated his son okay well look like so they if, were you know, the age dating. is the issue
0: they old they need to be getting with the older women like this is uh, you
2: know these older men do not be trying to check for these women they age please mm, terrible
0: That's why Beyonce got a lot about her age because of that. Well, Beyonce, I believe you're 39. (laughs) Okay. You're too happy. Watch,
1: watch, watch. Beyonce is going to listen to this specific episode and be like, cancel him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, Beyonce finds everything negative and will scrub you off the face of the earth. Okay. (laughs) Uh, speaking of sweetie, sweetie has her very own McDonald's meal. Congratulations. Yeah, that's like really big. Yeah, Girl, hello. And I actually, so it's funny. The only two times I've been to McDonald's in the past two years is to buy the Travis Scott meal and the sweetie meal. So um, it's working for me. But I kind of wanted to talk about like, yeah, congratulations to sweetie on the meal. But like, I feel like supporting these artists is getting really expensive, like (laughs) between like buying Sweetie's $11 meal and her pretty pretty little thing line and Megan's Fashion Nova swimsuit and like all this stuff, like you want to support people and you know, like, oh girl, I'm so happy that you have a McDonald's meal. I I want you to thrive, you know? Right. Let, Let me go and spend this $11 on your meal. And it's literally a Big Mac a four piece nugget, fries, a Sprite and a sweetie sauce, a sweetie and sour. Um, That's what you're paying for. But like, are you guys like that? Like, do you support these artists or artists that you love? And it's like, have you bought anything that you're like, why am I buying this to support this person? It doesn't even have to be an artist. It could be like someone
2: that you look up to or whatever. I would say yes and no. So there's times when, you know, I do look like if it's a, a Megan news line, Ivy Park doesn't count because whatever, uh, I'm going to check out every Ivy Park drop, but like there's if, if Megan has a new line with a fashion over something, I might check it out, but I don't feel compelled to have to support it. Like speaking of which the city girls had like a line, And I was going on vacation during the time, no smart common decks. And they had a line with, I think it was icon swim or Matt collection. Mac and collection. I was like, Oh, let me check it out. But then I was like, mm, I don't really like none of these so I'm gonna just get this other one, so I don't ever feel like compelled to have to like support them because I know they already got their money anyway. But I will check it out because I'm just curious and interested, you know, to kind of see, you know, what they have going on.
1: Um, so I, you know, my favorite artist is Ashanti, and she doesn't really put out nothing, so it's really easy for me to save my pennies these days. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like I. I do agree that it is very expensive to support these artists. Like I remember the last, when I really remember this is getting crazy. It was 2013 when Drake came out with the tour. I forgot the name of it, but he did the tour with Miguel and somebody in future. And like they did it in Newark, New Jersey, the first one. And I realized like, damn, I gotta go to Newark, New Jersey, spend spend money on a hotel, buy tickets, whatever. And then, but the show was so good. It was like worth it. Like he's worth the money. So nice. much so we came to Philadelphia and I did the same thing again. And it's just like, if you put out quality music and entertainment and I like you and like you you are doing what you got to do, I don't mind putting the money out for you. Like if Drake or Ashanti threw out in the McDonald's, meal, I'm going to go buy it because it's the same because it's like these people are putting the effort in to like keep me invested. So like it sucks that you always have to spend your money. But like what else are you going to spend it on? Bill? I mean-
0: that's a good point, but I just feel like I mean I I love that our artists are getting these business opportunities, but I just feel like it's like overwhelming. Like I bought Snoop Dogg's wine, you know what I'm okay, saying? That's like,
2: just good though. That's just a good investment. <laughs> that wine is good. <laughs>
0: it's I, like, I, I, I go I out of my that. way to support hip hop, and it's like expensive. Point, you
2: know, I bought the the uh the rose because I love the red. And I did not like the rose. And I only bought it to your point because I was like, okay, it's Snoop, and you know, I'm a, I'm a support. But then I was like, mm, I'm gonna just stick with the the night, the red nineteen crimes, not this rose. Yeah, like well, I
1: support. I support Diddy, and I've supported Diddy from since high school. I have purchased colognes, I've purchased liquor, I've oh, purchased, purchased clothes. I'm invested. I'm good with it. If you supported Diddy in the early 2000s, this is nothing new to you, <laughs> like because he was on top of this game like since the beginning. So like it's it's. I agree with you, it Like it is crazy when you really sit back and think about it, but at the same time, it's just like. They deserve it, like you know what I mean. Like they put the effort out, they have a good quality product. Like we're, we're gonna we're gonna stick beside them.
0: Listen, Dax, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but I I heard through the grapevine and it's very confidential that Sean okay. John is going away. The the cologne. <laughs> he said the,
2: cologne. the clothes. The clothing. The clothing. They need to. I was gonna say it probably. I do. I thought I thought. <laughs> It's they still, still
0: available everything. online. It's yeah. still a- mm-hmm. yeah. you're not a real fan. You didn't even know Sean John was available. I think online.
1: I stopped wearing Sean John when I got to college, which is 2006. Like I was still wearing the unforgivable and I still go on Amazon right oh, now. And I'll you. buy unforgivable. What's the twenty dollars? The cologne. Oh whatever. <laughs> I'll still do that, but I ain't gonna put no Sean John on. <laughs> so, they, yep,
0: the website is still on here, but I, I heard through a little birdie that they're gonna they're gonna take it off the website as well but the crazy part is i always thought like christian combs was going to continue that legacy because he's very mm-hmm, much into fashion mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um you know but maybe
2: he'll revive it at some point
0: i don't know but i i just wanted to tell you
2: dexter <laughs>
1: well i ain't gonna wear no shot John, so i'm good with this. <laughs> <laughs> but did but you I buy a say- baby
2: boo man collection
1: you know it's because I do be shopping at Boohoo too. Like I've I've purchased clothes. Every time I go on vacation, I always go to Boohoo and I was my clothes from now. Because they're like cheap clothes that you wear like one time or whatever. Right. But like the baby, it's like this nigga is tacky. Like he really is. Like, what is this?
0: Like,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know they canceled him. He's not there. boohoo's yeah, not I've doing nothing that. with him now. And they took them all yeah. off the website because I just see them on it.
1: They, Everything was 2 tone different colors. I'm like, yeah. he wouldn't even wear this. <laughs>
0: No, he would. Have you seen some of his fits on the red carpet? He's from the South, right? Yeah. North Carolina, I think. North Carolina.
1: That explains it. Do you
0: remember the red carpet look where he was next to his mom? People were saying he was wearing a carpet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yo. Not a carpet. Not a carpet or the red carpet.
0: Okay, so getting into our topic, I wanted to talk about this story that I saw online about a landlord getting caught sniffing his tenants underwear. Mm. So I started to think about like landlord issues, you know, like have you ever had a fight with a landlord or problems with your landlord or like physical altercation or caught them doing something shady or nasty? Like I wouldn't even know how to handle if I'm looking at my cameras in my house. And my landlord is in my hamper sniffing my dirty draw, Ooh. you know, the one that I went to the gym with. So it's extra juicy. Like, ill, I wouldn't even know how to handle that. Like I would I think I would sue him uh, for like sexual harassment and like get a, a, a like a a protection order. That's disgusting. Like, have you guys ever had an issue with your landlord or su- sued them or you know fought them or anything?
2: So my landlord right now is my mother. Although I paid a mortgage. So I fight with her all the time. But no, but seriously, when we were younger and I didn't really understand the, the death and the breath of it until I got older. And we were living in a nice town and we had this landlord and, um, I heard her talking about it on the phone, and I guess I just didn't really understand the invasion of privacy because I was so young. I was just mad that we were moving away from the area with my friends, and our landlord was having sex at our house. We were not there.
1: What you mean um, in your house?
2: So the reason why my mom figured it out because again, you know, she would be at work, we'd be at school, and I guess he kind of knew our schedule because it was times he, we had to come, you know, fix certain stuff or whatever, or let somebody in. And so my mom said she started seeing, because he was married. So we were thinking, I guess she was thinking he was using it as like his other house. She started seeing stains on her comforters. What? And so she was like, but, you know, and she was like accusing my sister, like, you know, did she (laughs) go from school? Like, because I guess in her mind, like who would do that? Like, you know, if you grown, why would you leave the stain? And then she came home one day. And she found a man's drawers <gasps> in her um in her laundry. And she kind of had to put two and two together in the timing. And again, he kept saying he had to come in and work on stuff. And then that's how she realized, like, yo, this man is using my house and my bedroom and my bed like as a plaything. And she was like, we gotta get out of here. Like we have to move, like, cause if he'll do oh, that, that was, like he'll that do was, anything. Was, that was, that was, that was, that was,
1: Nothing huh? to him. Her response to it was, "We got to get out of here, not like I have to shoot him."
2: <laughs> I mean, I think it was like she was already like looking to move, but then that was that was. The, and again, I was so young at the time that I was so selfish. And I think about it now, like I'm like, "Well, why I got to move from my friends? This is not fair because he did that." I mean, I was really young. I was like 10, 11, 12. Like I was I too young mean. to. And, and like so, to Mina's point. One day, I actually sat and thought about it. Like, yo, that was wild. <laughs> Yo, yeah. y'all didn't sue him. That's I like I think she tried to. He tried to. But do, no proof. He basically did kind of admit it because he basically I think gave her like you know her first, her let, whatever, and like money because he didn't want her to tell his wife because again he was married. That was like the bigger thing was he was married and was using this like his little like hotel, hotel. like I hotel. I got a spot. They ain't gonna be there from about nine to, to four p.m. <laughs> Yo, that's <laughs> wild! I did not expect that. Yeah, and then I think that again when she put it together, the other thing was the neighbors had seen him because when you ask a neighbor, so it's funny about neighbors, they won't necessarily tell, they won't give up the information. But then when you ask, it's like I did see him a couple times with a young lady. It's like, well, why you wasn't saying nothing?
1: <laughs> so I thought mine was bad. Like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm st- I have two apartments now, and like I'm moving, I'm transitioning out of one of them now. I just could not wait to live with my wife. I had to, I had to be with her because uh-huh. they stand that place no more. So like they started to do some real wild stuff the last couple of months. Like they're like, they're like, oh well, you can't get your security deposit back until you pay this. And then and I'm like, well, like, that's not in the contract or whatever. Uh-huh. And then they're like trying to charge on all these extra fees and they're telling me I didn't pay this and I didn't pay that. And it's just like, guys, like I lived here for five years. Like I think you've gotten enough money out of me. Like I don't, we don't need to do this. Let's have a mutual good transition away from each other and today the biggest thing today is that they're like as far as your gas bill the last one we have to send it to you like we'll send you what it is and we'll take it out of your deposit i'm like that doesn't even make any sense i haven't lived there in over a month at this point so like right why are you sending me why are you taking anything out of my deposit like i'll pay it whatever it is but right. i haven't been there so the bill has to be three dollars like it is just it's not as crazy as somebody having sex in my room, but it's just like I don't get it. Like, why are they so like weird when it comes to like the money aspect of it? Like, it's an
2: apartment; somebody else is going to rent it out. Like, you'll be fine. Like, you do Right, but this. they're probably right now coming out of the pandemic. You was probably one of the only no people able to pay, and not that it's fair, but they like, oh, listen, we about to lose he's the stable. paying customer. Right, he's, <laughs> he's not paying up in here. <laughs> they're I, I taking know. it out on you. But the crazy <laughs>
1: part about it, I stayed there for like five years I was there and like no issues or whatever. Everything was fine. Everything was cool. But it's just like, why is it when you're trying to move forward in life and shed? That's when the issues come about. Like, why? Like you don't have to do this. Like, it's stupid. And during the pandemic, not one time, my friends were telling me and they live in like better apartments than I did. And they were like, their complexes are like, oh, you know, we're going to waive this month or whatever. It's half, you know, the pandemic situation or whatever. (laughs) This no, wow. <laughs> you better pay your rent on time. Are <laughs> <laughs> wow. you gonna be out in the street? Like there was no type of leeway or nothing, no communication, just like pay your rent. Pandemic or not, you better pay it. Luckily, I still had a job and whatever, and I didn't have this issue.
0: Yeah. I actually learned pretty early, like I didn't want to have a landlord. I think that's why I bought like my my houses pretty like you know, like mid-20s because yeah. when i was in college it was our senior year and um the guy that owned the 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 house that we lived in also owned the daycare next door so the daycare had burnt down and like part of our the side of the, the where we lived was damaged right so because he had lost that income from the daycare he tried to tell us that our rent was going up and I was like, right. And I was, and you know, and at the time, I'm. He was like, well, the rent is going up the next pay period, which is, you know, like <laughs> in three weeks. ain't how we do this? Right, right. Right. Wait a minute! In three weeks, and you have you have to pay it. And it wasn't like it didn't go up like a hundred dollars. It went up like three hundred dollars. And you know, my mother's a single, the single mother. So at the time, that's that's a lot of money. You know, you can't just find. out of somewhere in the next three weeks. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so I I was like, well, you know, I'm in college. I'm like, you can't raise the rent like that. Like he was like, yes, I can because your lease is expired. Oh, so we had never signed. Like he had never sent us Mm -hmm. a, a new lease. Right. But what I learned after this situation was by law, if you don't have a current lease on file, you're considered month to month. Yep. So he could mm-hmm. raise the rent in the next month. And then, you know, on the first he could charge us whatever he wanted because there's no agreement regarding what he can charge us. Yeah. And my mother mm-hmm. is so like that she didn't like notice that the, 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 the lease was up so it, or, or say anything. So we literally like I looked into like all these laws, like I'm a child. He can't just throw us out on the street in three weeks. Like I'm a child. Like and I looked it up everywhere. And it was like everything said, like you would have to litigate this. You would have Mm -hmm. to squat, you know, like this would take, you know, months and months of litigation and money for litigation. And I was like, it just doesn't make no sense. So we ended up putting all of our stuff in storage. And I, you know, I lived in college. So all my stuff went from the house, went to storage. And my mother ends up going to live with my aunt for like, I would say maybe five, six months. This is during the recession at that, right? Right, the recession in like late 2000, or like 2007-ish, 2008. It was crazy, crazy. And I was like, it's so unfortunate how, like, how cold some landlords are. Like, they really just don't even care about people. Like, okay, your house, your your daycare burnt down, but now we got to bear the brunt of the fact that, like, you're not making money. Like, bro, you ain't got no insurance.
2: I was about to <laughs> say, he ain't had no insurance. To, Hello. To hear that. That's like his problem. Like he ain't do his paperwork right. Hello. Seriously.
0: But yeah. now that I'm an adult, I think that way. Like you ain't had no insurance, bro. But okay. at the time I'm like, oh, well, the house burnt down. So now he got to recoup money somewhere. And it was like, that was the craziest thing. I mean, I've had little stupid things like, They take your security deposit because there's a stain on the carpet and they change the whole carpet or whatever. But we literally had to move in three weeks. Yeah. Like, oh, we got to get out. No, not even three weeks. It took me a week to come up with a solution. Like, let's just put our stuff in storage. And then we had like two weeks to get our stuff out.
1: Yeah. I'm fully prepared to have the battle with the security deposit stuff. Because for whatever reason, they just don't want to give that back to you. But I guess it's the same way I didn't want to give it to you. I know you don't want to give it back. I gave it to you, so give me my shit back, <laughs> like give me my money back. Right,
0: right. I didn't mess up your house. That's what the security deposit is about. Right. I didn't mess up your house. I, you know, we, I got, I
2: made sure stuff got fixed. Like, I, I got one friend who knows all the time he ain't getting his security deposit back. He be tearing, he be tearing houses up. He just already know. Yeah, they gonna keep that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I I listen. This landlord stuff is crazy, and you know, dealing with tenants and everything. And some people are shady as hell. They do not care. I hope none of these people went in my in my panty drawers though and started sniffing stuff because that's on another level.
1: But that I mean, look, if you want to go through my underwear drawer, and my dirty closet, you sniff and you get your you go for it. I I mean, look, like that's on you. That's what you. That's your twist. That's what you into, do it. Like, I want do it. Like, have fun with that. No. You're gonna have yeah. to give
0: me some I'm... discount off the rent if you're doing that. Right.
2: Like, you're gonna have to take my hundred dollars off, bro. Your <laughs> Feed your fetish. I Hello, you. <laughs> get something out this deal. You <laughs> <'Cause
1: we> can <laughs> really make this a thing. Like, if, I, if you want me to send you my gym underwear after I use them, I I don't got no issue with it. Like, that's Napa what you need.
2: You need a discount, right? I like,
1: wear, wear the same <laughs> ones every day for you if you really if you really <laughs> want to. Like, we can make this a thing if you want to throw some money into it.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. It was so happy to finally talk to you guys. We're back on our regular schedule. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Mama Jones, who was our last guest. She was hilarious. I heard
1: so much positive feedback about that interview. Mm-hmm. And I meant to text you guys about it, but people were legit texting me about that over and over and over. And they were like, how long have you known her? I was like, well, we just had met her. Mina knows her, but like Shannon and I had just met her. They said it was such an easy and like fun interview. And they could tell like she was like so at home with us. And I, yeah. I agree. It was yeah, great.
2: I was gonna say my my girlfriend this weekend had like a whole conversation because sometimes just like I have one friend I know she always listens to the pod, but when the rest of them were like no, and then when she said and then Nina said, I was like oh everybody really watched the Mama yeah. Jones interview.
1: I, I and I really appreciate you for you for having us a part of it because like you could have done that by yourself, but that was such a, like an amazing experience to be a part of
2: it. Well, the
0: thing is, I've been I've been doing radio since I was eighteen. I've interviewed people by myself already, so it's weird. But it's not weird but when you first get into this craft you want to do everything alone because you want the shine you want the accolades whatever right but that's like a very selfish like immature way of thinking about it when you've been doing it for so long like i've interviewed mama jones before plenty of times you know what i'm saying like when you've been doing it for so long since you're literally a teenager that selfishness that you have to like kind of prove yourself i don't have that anymore you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like i've interviewed kanye west Mm-hmm. I've interviewed Nas. I've interviewed Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. I've interviewed um, I I don't know Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I I've asked Kobe Bryant a question. You know um, I've interviewed Mariah Carey. Like these are the people that Little Kim. Like
1: and, and you've yeah. you've interviewed
0: Ashanti. I have. (laughs) It's it's like I've 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 done the the big interviews. You know what I'm saying? Like I've 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 felt like accomplished and vindicated. Like, wow, I, I did that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have that in me anymore. So I my thing is like let's share. Let's all have a great conversation. Let's laugh. Let's have a good a good talk. You know, it it takes you a while to be in the industry to get to that place. But a mm-hmm. lot of people when they start they're like more selfish. So for me it's more like I've talked to Mama Jones a thousand times. Like when we talk to her as a group and as friends, it's more meaningful because we're having a conversation. It's not like an interview. When I do, a, when I'm on the radio, I interview people. Mm-hmm. This is like an outlet. We're shooting the the the, the, the ish, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, we're, we're like Mama Jones. I, I thought the funniest thing about that interview was like, Mama Jones, what's the fastest that you've ever had
2: sex with someone? And Dexter was like, Mina, that was <laughs> <is> Mama. <laughs> But I was gonna say that's the topic of the conversation. Her six months, saving the poom poom for six months. Everybody's still talking about
0: that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna post those clips. I just been crazy because literally, like the midday shift was dropped on me. Yeah. And like it was just like, pow, here you go. But um, I'm gonna post those clips. But yeah, I mean, I that was a good interview. And um, yeah, I mean, I it, it made it even funner that we were all having like a, a good conversation. And she really was like, Thank you so much, send me clips. And I did send her clips and stuff like that. So she was really happy about it. Thank you. So uh, y'all check that out. We're on YouTube and we're on all the streaming platforms, Pandora, Spotify, Apple. I mean, iTunes, not iTunes, um, Apple. Alexa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all of that. OK, <laughs> all of them, <laughs> all of them. Just Google it. OK, um, and we'll be back next week. It's the hundredth and 90th episode of one ninety. Good God Amen. of the Minas House podcast. By the way, before we wrap, I know we wanted to do something big for the two hundred. But like the Delta variant is happening right now. So I'm going to try to plan maybe something just virtual, like not anything like live like we did for the 100th episode. But definitely, you know, planning something for that 200th. Um, Even if it's just virtual, we just have, you know, some of our some of our podcast favorites on and, you know,
2: time. You know, and
0: and we'll have a conversation. So maybe Neef again. I saw Neef. I saw Neef for the first time since the pandemic, who was on our hundredth episode. Mm -hmm. And he actually told me I was like, yo, what's up with the state property and like versus, you know, like because they're going on tour with D block and with Dipset. And I'm like, you guys have enough like records. You should do a state property versus like maybe it could be like state property and G unit. And he was like, oh, no, they've been having conversations with us. But he was like, but it's a business now. Like before it was like fun.
2: Yeah. And he yeah. was like, it's
0: a business now. So the bag needs to be there. And I was like, all right. So I have a feeling maybe something might happen there. And then we'll have him on the pod to talk about, you know, the versus battle and stuff like that. Philadelphia
1: but- would absolutely love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: like, that we- would be crazy because you have Beans, Freeway, Me, yeah. yeah. Young Chris, like all of the all the catalogs, P D Crack, like all those guys, um, you know, that their catalog is real deep. So yeah. Yeah. So I'll keep you updated. I'll work on that. So if you guys have anybody that you want to put on the pot as well, just, you know, let me know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you for listening. It's the hundredth and 90th episode. I mean to say what I'm Shana B.
1: be Stucky.
0: All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.
1: Bye guys.